Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to that episode of The Maps of Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My like Mo, full furnace. We out here. Yeah. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Hey. hey, can I can I can I can I get something out of the way real quick? Okay. Um we both by both Mo um Rob, you and I managed to forget that last Tuesday was uh Mo's birthday. Huh? Pagans. <laughs> Pagans. I said today, oh yeah, your your birthday's coming up, isn't it? And he's like Wait, I thought it was in April. <laughs> what month are we in, bro? I thought it was April twenty first. Eleventh. Ten days ten days late. <laughs> I thought it was coming. I was confident it was coming. But alas. Hold on. We're a couple of days late. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh flip. So Do you know what, yeah? Belated happy when, birthday, man. When you man when today in the church WhatsApp group, <laughs> I saw Warren birthday, man's like you man a pig and <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you run up. <laughs> the whole chat was silent. Doing your birthday. And I actually spoke to Mo as well. I spoke to him about something Bro. else completely. Oh, that's the worst. That is the worst. Yeah, but do you know what? It's it's calm. Because I, I was like, <laughs> I was I was proper like, um, I was mindful of it. But at the same time, I was like, ah, it is where it is. Unless, because like both of your birthdays, Drea had and thing up for you and i was like oh yeah shout out robert and then with peter obviously the party and everything's there so it had mm. out the back of my mind so yeah <laughs> so obviously if it wasn't for other things i would have forgotten as well and the pukest thing is yeah even one of my sisters didn't wish me a happy birthday so i was just like ah, it's what it is in my defense i knew it was coming like i legit knew it's this month is soon <laughs> Do you, know, do you know the funniest thing is, yeah? I thought, I, I, I legit thought it was the 21st. So I was giving myself I saw, off. I saw Gelade. I saw Gelade on the Tuesday because you went uh, Rich Mix. And then Gems was like, So what did you get him for his birthday? And Gelade was like, It's not his birthday. I was like, Bro, you can't tell me when my own birthday is. <laughs> so he took out his phone and it was like, Bro, I've saved your birthday on my phone. He opened his calendar. Mo's birthday. birthday yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Same thing. I said it and I was like, yeah, it was two days ago. I'm like, what? I checked my calendar. And Mo's birthday. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, belated same. happy birthday, bro. So um, good, man. So good, man. Yeah. 37? Yeah. Is that your genuine guest? Is it guest? No, sorry. Is that your genuine guest? Was no, 37. This, this no, guy is aging me for no reason. I said 34. I said 34, bro. I said 34. Man's two. Am I? You're 92, right? 91. 91. Okay, I'm two years older than you. We're both two years older than you. This child. Fam. When Taz was saying 37. Yeah. When Taz just is 28. I was like, oh, you're still young. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't anyway. go back to being 27, man. Bro, I remember when I was telling Mandem I'm 18. There's no difference, really. Apart from we recovered quicker. That was all. Um, and the facial hair. Question. If you could go back in time and tell your younger self to buy Bitcoin, would you do it? Or would you just leave life to continue being 
Answer, it depends on when. <laughs> if it's early, early Bitcoin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buy that and then save the password. If it's last year, no. Nah, not, bro. Mm. Last year, Bitcoin was at 64K. Mm. Now it's dwindled. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I was back in uni days, then most death. Yeah. I would have told myself to even mine. Like, well, that's the thing. Back the then, it was like, oh, should we even mine some? Yeah, you know, I could have mined a few. I would have mined the, I would have mined the thing. Back then, just sit on it, but again, I would have to clue myself up on um, security for Bitcoin. Mm. Tell me how I read this tweet mm. about someone running up. Let me see if I can get someone. A woman went over to a guy's house for a one night stand, and in the morning robbed the guy of everything everything and took his bitcoin so i was like yo how how are you going to steal bitcoin let me get the thing was it on a hard drive and they were like nah he, she took his physical wallet the physical link wallet thing oh it's like crypto.com so sort type thing oh no, so it's um, you can have physical wallets oh. where the keys for your digital wallet are mm. stored in a physical wallet. So before you right. can get into your digital wallet, you need to you need to physically access it, and mm. then it unlocks the digital wallet. But there's like backup mm. codes that mm. it sends you. Mm. Um, Mad. And yeah, the, the the girl took his physical wallet the physical wallet so yeah like he was vexed and apparently it was he was sitting on peas mm. and I, I definitely would have told myself to jump on bitcoin because them times there was a lot more loopholes around getting the money out mm. it wasn't as mainstream as it is now where it's being regulated so mm. i could have i could have sold it and got the money back much easier without paying tax yeah. but now that I, uh, what's it HMRC will be on you boy yeah <sighs> is there anything you guys didn't get into like cryptocurrency in the beginning we just didn't trust it I didn't really know about it it was too it was too new i heard about it i heard about it like i, I was considering mining i was, I was legit considering mine because it was it was like just basic computers that you could use to mine mm. it wasn't there wasn't as much competition as it were um so mining was just whoever wants to get into so i was like oh should i but i think i was still i don't know it was it was nothing it just was too new it was too novel we didn't know where it was going the other things are hindsight, isn't it? It's, yeah. That's the point, you know. I didn't really know about it. So, yeah, even if I said yes, I'd be lying. Yeah. Oh. Alas. Oh, well. Oh, sorry. One second. Something's falling. It's going to break. One second. We can slag him off now. He's not going to hear us. I think we're on loudspeaker. I don't think Robert has the... Discipline capacity to use, to, to use headphones. Let's put this on Creates an echo for no reason. Oh no, he's back. Oh yeah, Robert. I can use headphones if you want me to. No, it's no problem. That's far. Great. All right. So no, sorry. I think I'm in the hot seat this week. 
Ooh, as you are. Let me go back to my sauce. All right, so I have a question for you, yeah? Mm. If a married man gets a complaint from his wife saying he isn't, he isn't, he isn't laying the wood down mm. as well as her ex was laying it down. Yo, this, oh, this is it's, it's Bradley Cooper all over again. <laughs> This is, this is the series that you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not laying it down. Not watching it. No, I haven't watched no. it. I'm just, well, I'm just flipping that. the question. Like you're not laying it down as legit as her ex was, and she is, she is being like she's disappointed about the thing the way it is, and it's got her reminiscing about the way it was. Mm. How would you counsel the husband or the relationship in that situation? Firstly, I tell her, like, let me hear this. Firstly, I go tell the, the wife, the husband to get a new wife because she's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's Jezebel's spirit right there, bro. Bro, do you know what? There's there's space for that still because is 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 adultery. You could push it down the roots of adultery. Oh. I hear that. No, no. Well, it's, it's, also, it's like, oh, oh, firstly, I think that the way that she's worded it is not helpful at all. Mm. In, in in no situation should you be comparing your husband to your part your past partners, mm. especially to them. Okay. Um, because that's basically like bringing a third person into your relationship, <laughs> even if they're that's... not physically there. Oh, he's um... physically there. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think individual therapy for both of them, plus sex therapy for them together, and maybe therapy for them together as well. So they're, they're paying for four therapy sessions a week. Um, right. If they can't afford therapy, I think one, they they need to learn how to communicate things to to each other in a way that will not that's not disrespectful. That would not hurt anyone's feelings. The wife needs to learn what it means to respect her husband. That includes not bringing up exes and saying how good the ex was. Because if it was the guy that said it to the woman, what if, what if she's like, but I'm, 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 t- I'm speaking my truth, I'm living my truth. What if that is the truth? I'm being, trans- I'm being transparent. I'm being what if, vulnerable. What if that is just the truth? Just because, just because something, something is the truth doesn't mean that it needs to be spoken. So how would you have her intimate this to her husband? Be like, yo, babe, I know you're trying your best, but can we try and do things this way? Try harder. Try harder. Get harder. How about that for a start? <laughs> that man's like, get tighter. No, I'm joking. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, what, a rapper with the ex, keep it, keep it with the ex, you know? Because one, husband might not even be comfortable doing the things you did with your ex, you know? You know, he might not feel all right spitting in your mouth and giving you and, and choking you out and all of that stuff. <laughs> you know, he's not that kind of guy. 
Maybe he wants to respect his wife. Yes. Maybe he loves you and cares about you and wants to respect you. See, doesn't just want to demean you. Exactly. And see you as an object, a piece of meat. Trust me. So, what did I say? Yeah, the wife needs to learn how to respect her husband. Yeah, but like I said, just because something's the truth doesn't mean that it needs to be spoken, you know? Or if, if, you, if you are going to speak about it, speak about it in a way that is constructive. Mm. You know? So, like, let's say, let's say your wife's putting on a few pounds. You won't go to her and say, oh, babe, you're getting fat. You know, oh, you'd be like, hey, you know, your babe, um, how about I cook for us tonight and every night for, you know, a couple of weeks, you know? Oh, babe, do you want to go out for a walk? You know, I, I, I thought it'd be, nice, it'd be nice if we, you know, sweat a bit together outside, you know, let's go for a little power walk and all of that, you know? Um, Oh, babe, so I was reading this article about portion sizes, you know, it's got me looking at, it's got me looking yeah. at my plate looking a bit mad, like, I feel like I'm eating twice as much as I should be eating. What do you think? How do you think or, I should reevaluate my portion sizes? Or be like, yo, babes, I was reading this article on, on the internet about, about um, this guy who's feeling a, a way about his wife getting bigger. What do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever way is to get the conversation started. And you, and you know what? And you know what? You need to give them a credit. A lot of the time, they know. You just have to wait mm. for them to to start the conversation, then you latch onto it. Don't bring it up. Wait, wait, wait for them to bring it up first, and then you latch onto it. Oh, actually, you, you know what, babe? I love you, but, you know, I feel like, you know, no, 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 Anyway, we'll, we'll get sidetracked. Um, for the guy, I think that he needs to, one, be reassured of who he is in Christ and not feel like he needs to compare himself to... <laughs> to the eggs. <laughs> wrong. Sometimes when the pain is deep, you have to go to Christ. Bro. Bro. I don't I don't I don't know yet. If I was in that situation and someone honestly counseled me, you need to be reassured about who you are in Christ, I might slap you. You need to remember your fifth year wonderfully made. Even if you're not made as big as the other guy. You get oh. me? Yo. Yo. Okay. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Okay. No, but it, no, but it's true though. Cause like you have to you have to basically do whatever you have to do so that you don't feel inadequate. If you can't mm. do it yourself, draw 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 on on Christ, he'll do it for you. To walk you through the process. In your weakness you'll be made strong. Amen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I think, yeah, and he has to remember that he has to love his wife like Christ loved the church. And sometimes wives will say mad things and you just need to be a bit toxic and be like, you know what, I'm the man. Forget what you say. Excommunicate your wife. Yeah. But it's a bit messy, but number one, therapy. Individual together, sex therapy. That'd be great. Number two, learn how to communicate well well with each other. Three, wives, learn how to have respect for your husband. Forget about your ex-lover. There's a reason why you married your husband and not the ex-lover. Remember that. And husband, firm it. Firm it. And be the bigger person in the situation. 
Hey. And if that doesn't work, cheat and cheat well. <laughs> I can't believe the furnaces gave out that advice. The furnace didn't. I think it's worth it's worth noting that the Robert's Robert's thought and reflect. You know what? Yeah, if your wife's gonna go and be that that disrespectful, you're allowed to cheat. No, you're not, bro. I, I like. Yeah, that's that's mad though. That mm. that would be mad. Wife legit sat you down, looked you in the face, and was just like, "You're just not big enough." We know, we 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 know what. Yeah, I take that back because. The guys at fault because women don't just start women don't just start saying madness like that there would have been an evidence a trail of madness and and the guy would have seen the trail married her anyway knowing she could talk wicked like this it's your fault you didn't look for a good wife and, and, and now you're reaping the, the results of it that's a kind of what do we left from from be assured of who you are in christ to this accept your faults to be honest, she there's no right mistake. answer in the situation. So I need to give every answer. <laughs> Couple of bases. You you, you you you've you've uh, given a spectrum. Pick pick the one that works best for your yeah, truth. No, no, but it, it, in all truthfulness, in, in, in all um, seriousness, therapy, um, if you can't afford therapy, <laughs> go speak to your pastor. <laughs> That's the free uh, therapy right now. Do you know there. what? I've, act- I've actually heard, heard that a woman took her husband to the pastor after they got married to complain that the husband was too small. Mad. Bro. So I what, mean, he should, they should pray man. for enlarged territories. <laughs> well, to be fair, like, you've seen all the time, like, people be growing legs in churches, so maybe the pastor can make some girls grow a third leg. Come on. Man, it's a CGI. 3D printing. <laughs> Lay your hands. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, what was that? I was gonna ask a question. Uh, so, but before you do, are you happy with the serious part? Of the are answer? you satisfied? <laughs> Clearly, she's not. But um, do you know what? Yeah, it's a sticky situation. That I don't think there's any any like direct. Yeah, I slap her, but I don't think there's any like direct <laughs> <laughs> answer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not advocating domestic violence, people. Yeah. Um, to, 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 to be honest, if a guy told me this was his, his wife said, and then he said that he cheated, I'd completely understand. 100% Why is that solution? That. Why is that solution though? He need he needed to prop up his ego to to feel more. Ma- yeah. Masculine. What if what if the side piece says the same thing? Ah. <laughs> Then it's his fault. It's his fault. He didn't you're, the fault yeah. <laughs> you're the fault. You're the <laughs> Both the main squeeze and the side dish you didn't pick correctly. You know. Okay. You know what? If it does work with the second babes, your, your last choice is prostitution to, to pick a prostitute. Because prostitutes are paid to make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, but is he complaining that he's feeling bad about himself, or is he? Is this about solving the woman's problem, or is this about making a man feel better about himself? The latter. Is that what the question was? Well, uh, Mo. My question was in this marital situation, how would you how would you counsel it? Counsel it, but obviously it's for Robert. It's like you're my man. 
at this point, yeah. for your wife to talk to you that way about her ex, the marriage is over. <laughs> In her mind, <laughs> <laughs> she's done. It's crazy. Well, but you can't say you, you 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 can't talk to me like that and then tell me that you love me and you and you, and you want to make this, this marriage work afterwards. Fam, imagine that she says that to you at breakfast and then lunchtime she's like, "What do you want to eat? Get out of my house." <laughs> That is Cold. rude. That's disgusting. Yeah, that question was just banter for me, though. So I don't. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm easy with the answer. Cool. Um, my question was, what verse of the Bible or passage are you currently or has recently sort of given you some sort of encouragement or hope or solved something for you? Oh, that's a nice. That's a nice little segue. Um... Try, trying to sanctify what has become of this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if there's a verse in particular. I mean, or chapter or sermon, anything. Uh, oh, uh, maybe, maybe from the Bible plan I, I, I've been reading. Uh, I've been going through Bible plan. What it's called, couldn't tell you. But what... <laughs> pray before you pray. <laughs> No, so it was um today it was talking about um your how did I put this the faith you have in Jesus um being the beginning parts of you being able to rebuild re- rebuild your life. It was talking about how um the woman who had the issue of blood um, you know, she went to everyone and they couldn't help her with her issue, blood. But then all she did was she believed, she touched Jesus' clothing, and then she was healed. And from there, she was able to rebuild her life, and that was a good end to the story. Um, yeah. Faith in Jesus to rebuild. I've got to find the name of that Bible study. But that was it. Well, Cool. How about yourself, Pete? Cool. Um, I wouldn't say it solved anything recently, but um, something that stuck out was uh, when um, Saul, I think this was after Saul had been told he was no longer king of uh, Israel, Ooh. and he sent a bunch of peeps to Samuel because David was hiding out there. And he kept sending people. And the spirit of the Lord kept falling on them. They'd prophesy, and then Saul himself went, and the spirit of the Lord fell on him, and he was prophesying. And that's Ooh. where that whole saying of "Is even Saul a prophet?" sort of, sort of came Ooh. from. But it was this idea of it didn't seem to matter that they had come with bad intentions. Um, they're being in the presence of someone who was so anointed. They're coming there, and God being there so powerfully. They also started prophesying, um, and it's yeah. That's I'm just sort of sitting with that and what that means, um, yeah. So that's been on my head recently, I guess. Oh, how about yourself, man? Um, a couple of things actually. Um, in Acts, so Acts seven. 
Stephen is stoned. Hmm. And then at eight, um, Paul goes out to Paul does a madness, and I think I think Philip sees the eunuch. But then Acts nine, Paul is converted, and when Paul is converted, like God is like, I will show him what he has to suffer on my behalf. And the thing that really stands, and then Acts 10, um, Cornelius happens. I think Cornelius happens in Acts 9, but then Acts 10, um, actually that happens in Acts 10. And then Peter explains it to the Jewish church. And obviously like timeline wise, that, that may have been a couple of days, may have been a couple of weeks, like however long, I don't, I don't remember it, but it's just how, with within narrative is like just how relentless God seemed to be moving throughout those chapters. And it just really sat with me how in seven and eight, Paul was like, no, um, Saul was like, yo, I'm going after these people. By nine, he's preaching. And he's preaching to the very same people, but then contrasted with Peter who was already a believer, an apostle, preaching to a Gentile and then having to justify it to the church. And it's like God is doing, God has done this amazing work in, with the Jewish believers, but then he's branching it out to the Gentiles, but they're almost having to justify God's work to God's people. And I'm just kind of sitting with that where it's just how quickly God is moving in the passages and how the Jewish believers are almost lacking behind the movement of God, still fighting through, why are you talking to the Gentiles? Why are you doing this? And then fearful of Saul, because they're like, yo, this guy was persecuting us and this and that. And just sitting with the this idea or notion of we are almost understanding on the tail end of what God has done. And so being free enough to move in what God is doing, even if we don't currently understand it, being free enough to move in the spirit, even if we don't rationally or logically understand it, because that understanding almost comes afterwards. If we follow the conviction, an understanding of it will come an almost reflection or time of, of sitting in it. Um, that's kind of what I'm sitting on. Um, but the second part that is a lot more practical is when Jesus, um, the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and was saying, yo, what do I need to do to embrace eternal life? And Jesus was like, fulfill the commandments. It took me back to Sunday with um, Ade's preach when he was like, yo, like we we um we almost pursue the infilling of the spirit the miracles the signs the wonders all of them things but when it comes to fulfill my commandments we walk away disheartened and he's like left to our own devices it is impossible for anyone to get into heaven 
firstly, God's, God's law is perfect and we're not perfect. We all fall short. But there is almost a reluctance to live righteously outside of the Holy Spirit. Um, even with the Holy Spirit, we still can quench the Spirit. We can still resist it and stuff. So, yeah, I was just really wrestling with that. So both of that, like God is moving, being being led by your convictions and stuff. But also, am I really loving God with everything that I have and loving my neighbor as myself, which are his commandments? Um <laughs> So yeah, those two things were really have really been like sitting on me today, particularly. Cool. You're muted, bro. You might have muted the mic itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. So I'm happy. I'm happy. Cool. All right. So I guess the conversation for today. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. Am I on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, hey. You, you, you weren't reacting. I was like, oh, school, school. No, you weren't doing anything worth reacting to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this Monday, this Sunday. Was it Sunday? Maybe it was Saturday. It was Monday. Monday. I uh, met up with a couple of friends from secondary school. Oh, gosh. Had some good conversations, talked about back in the day. Good times, good stuff. So one of my boys, he is expecting a child soon. Very nice. I think. Expecting for June, June, July. And the last time I spoke to him, I think I spoke to him last... On December, September, October, November. <laughs> One of those. You spoke to him at some point. <laughs> I spoke yeah. to him. Um, yeah, I spoke to him about. So he, he he's been with his babies for about a couple of years now. And then spoken to him about you know are you, are you thinking about you know making an honest woman out of your babes and then and this was before I knew that she was pregnant. Turns out, even whilst I was having this conversation, she was pregnant. And then I was there. I, I was here asking him questions like, can you just go be in the mother of your children? <laughs> These times she's going to be in the mother of his children. She is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but he is very apprehensive about the whole getting married thing. Um, he's seen or he's heard of lots of examples of marriage not going right. Marriage, marriages breaking down, girls not being who they say they are, hiding hearts parts of themselves only to reveal later on down the line. And he's like super, super shook about getting married. Um, not because of anything that his girl has done, but just because of horror stories that he's heard. Mm. And yeah, and uh, yeah, and and I've just been talking to him over the past few days, trying to get him to, you know, maybe reconsider. Like, like he's got new, so he, he'll know eventually. He'll have to marry this girl that he's impregnated, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because that's just the kind of that's that's kind of the family he comes from, you know. Yeah. But I think for me personally, I I'd want him to get married because. He wants to, not because there's all this pressure on him mm. to marry this girl that he's gone 
and impregnated. Um, so do you guys have any advice? Or do you guys have any tips on maybe how I can approach this conversation to put his mind at ease? First question, is he Christian? Okay. Um. <laughs> if he was, I, I would say not, not a particularly... And it's not, it's not no slander on his character or anything. Um, <laughs> not the most observant Christian. Yeah, he isn't like practicing devout yeah. or whatever you kind of yeah. use on it. So he would hold his Christianity very loosely. Yeah. If, if well, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to counsel that, um, honestly, because outside of it being God's will, um, the sort of benefits, as it were, that the legal process affords, um, useful as they might be, I almost don't, they're not all that nowadays, mm. if that makes sense. You, you do get stuff like you can share tax and, um, you know, uh, I think, I think if you haven't got a will, then your wife is almost guaranteed certain things. Um, I think if I remember reading it correctly. Um, so yeah, the, the civil arrangements does have some benefits and maybe it's worth looking at that. Um, but yeah, outside of it being God's institution and it just being, it's, it's a display of this commitment that you have to this person that you are now especially going to raise a kid with, Ooh. you know, and, and wanting to provide statistically we're seeing children from two parents, children from hetero two parent households end up being set up just a little bit better than yeah. their counterparts from two parents homosexual and from single parent homes um and and so you know just to give your kid just some of those smaller head starts you know if you can why not and if this is someone that you can see yourself not even can see yourself this is someone that you're going to be raising a kid with yeah. Then you know, be the man and 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 show that commitment to her, despite what you've heard, despite the horror stories. Because there's also, you know, su success stories of people that have been together, yeah. people that yeah. die together. I told them as well. That's what I told yeah. them. Like, yeah, so. like you, like just just as there are horror stories close to you, there are also stories of successful marriages happening as well. Yeah. yeah. So why yeah. so why look at the the negative and then kind of just like discard the positive? Yeah. Funny it, enough as well. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Well, well, I was going to ask another question. So I think maybe uh, Mo, you go first, and then I'll ask my question. Okay. I was going to say, funny enough, the horror stories all tend to stand out because of the positive stories. So the stories of um, Christianity going wrong, unfortunately, it's becoming more predominant now but only stands because of the contrast of what Christianity is meant to stand for. Mm. So it stands, it's, it stands out even more because of that contrast. And so again, the, the horror stories of marriage stand out all the more because of the contrast of what marriage is meant to stand for. Um, and I, I would almost, I would approach it from different um, perspectives in that, yes, Bro, marriage does not guarantee a happy life. It does not guarantee things are going to go swimmingly. It doesn't guarantee that one person is not going to cheat. It doesn't guarantee that 
it doesn't guarantee anything. It just um, proclaims publicly um, a determination to try to make something work um, outside of Christianity anyways. Um, but I would argue that the same things he is worried about in getting married still stand true in them just being together. Yep. There is no difference there. She can still be hiding elements of herself. I mean, if she hid elements of herself until she's getting married, then bro, right now you don't know them. And so two weeks down the line, she can still reveal it. And because she now has your kid, she, bro, you're in her pocket. Leverage. You're in her pocket. And there's even the argument where if if you're scared that she'll cheat once you get married, how do you even know that for sure that this is your 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 child is even carrying? How do you even know, bro? She ain't cheated yeah. right now. Yeah. If you're not assured of that relationship yeah. right now, and it's also looking at okay, cool, yes, marriages do go down the drain, but you're not in them marriages, so you can't compare your partner to them. You need to evaluate your partner's character, your partner's credentials against what she is presenting. You can't compare her to Vicky and whatever. Nah, it don't work. You need to assess her character. And you need to be, if you're content enough to be in a relationship with her and to, to have kids with her, then clearly there's a certain level of affection. And to be in a relationship for a prolonged period, either a level of affection or a level of laziness that you just don't want to go out and get another girl. You've got one, so you just kind of want to chill there. And that's no um, basis to to continue a relationship. It's selfish. Um, so, yeah, I would say the thing that he's worried about is still a possibility whether you're married or not. Um, and arguably, when you're not married, it's still, it's, it's going to hurt equally as, as much. But she can get away with it a lot easier because hmm. she hasn't made that commitment. Mm. She hasn't really made that public commitment. And, and also, I'd, I would um, also look at it from the kid's perspective. In addition to the stability, in addition to, to the statistics and stuff, but also in, in, I would also add the message you're sending to your child. The message you if 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 your child is a daughter, then it's very much just like yo. Any man can come breed you up, and keep it moving. Or, wait for a guy that values and respects you for you, and is willing to commit himself to you for the rest of your life. Yeah. This is how a man ought to treat you. You're a princess. You're a darling. And like, like don't don't accept anything less and if he's a man if your child is a boy then it's like yo you need to live up to the standard mm. you need to love you need to commit yourself you need to do these things and it's very much so it is a case of what message are you sending to your offspring and have you assessed the character of the person you are dating in the midst of all of the horror stories you've heard, yes, it is catastrophic when it goes wrong. Mm. 
but it can go right. It all depends on you and your partner and how committed you are to each other. As soon as one person taps out, it's peak. And that is equally true for a relationship that isn't a marriage. Just a little bit easier. Yeah. My, my my sort of follow up question was going to be Rob, what what would your what would you say as a reason for marriage outside of it being an institution God created? What what would your reason be? Or how what 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 reason would you give folk to get married that aren't Christian and don't identify with? Um <laughs> To be honest, if you're not Christian that's don't really care, you can do what you want. But if but but if I but if Let's say that I I guess it could be argued that the world would be a better place if marriage was more important to to more people. Hmm. Um, I think I think there's a level of respect that comes with marrying someone. A level of respect, and yeah, um, there's a, a respect in the sense of. Like, by making this commitment, I know that you are you are serious to this level about me. Mm. Potentially, unless it's like an arranged marriage, then boy. Arguably, arguably, arranged marriage, and obviously there too. there are horror stories in mm. every situation. So not all arranged marriages, but when with arranged marriages is like you didn't fall in love. So there was this, there was this notion of your, you and you are getting married. So you almost learn to love each other. Yeah. And so, even, so there's not, oh, I loved him. So I got married, but now I'm not in love anymore. So I want to leave. No, bro, you didn't know each other. <laughs> in the olden days, you lot were cousins. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but it's like, you lot didn't know each other you came together and you learned to love each other. And so even through the difficult times, you can still learn to get over it, get through it and stuff. Um, I think the whole notion of falling in love and getting married is a very recent. um, And when I say recent, I mean like in the past couple of decades um, that I started to see like that. Yeah. Centuries, centuries, not decades, centuries. Not that deep. Centuries, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Past couple of centuries, that's been the case. But before that, it's very much been, whether it's it's a political marriage or whatever, but it's it's tended to be um, an arranged... Couldn't it be argued that um, um, that Jacob married for love? That who? Jacob. Jacob, you could. You could. Jacob, yeah, Jacob married for love. Yeah. But he also married for... Well, he might because he was tricked. Um. <laughs> and there wasn't light, apparently. Yeah. I, do you know what? It's interesting because I would, I would actually, in terms of if you're not a Christian, mm. I would argue that your, your commitment to the person is more important than the marital status. Mm. But if you are fully committed to the person, then what's preventing you from getting married? I don't know if I agree with that, you know. I feel like you have to be at a certain... Well, unless you're the stupid celebrity, you have to be at a certain level 
or at a certain level of intimacy with a person before you even consider getting married to them. Is this as a non-Christian or is this... No, just in general. Just in in general. Like, even though, even though, like, for non-Christians, they don't have, like, the great sense of God, like, marriage is still, you are the person I want to spend the rest of my life with and I want to, I want to make that as binding as humanly possible. Mm. So how, how is that different from what I said? No, you said that marriage is the... It's almost like a byproduct of that. Okay, okay. And I was... The, uh, yeah, I hear, I hear that. And yeah, it did come across like that. And arguably, yes, that is the perspective. But mine is... It's from the perspective of thinking through, um, especially from a non-Christian perspective. Now, I know that this happens in Christian situations as well, but sometimes marriage can be a um, a means of possession. Hmm. So one person, of the person. No, of the person. So a man will get married to a woman and be like, now you belong to me. You're mine. That also happens in relationships. That also happens in relationships where you get people that are beating up women, buying them phones, camera phones and stuff. And it's like, all right, cool. Wherever you go, I need a picture of it and who you're with, blah, 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 this and that. So that happens whether or not it's, it's in a marriage. And that's why I'm like, your commitment to the person. But, then, but So that's why I'm emphasizing commitment to the person but it doesn't the bible almost portray that as well in saying that you know your body is no longer yours it belongs to your wife and vice versa so there is that yes there's a mutuality in that but when you when one person sees everything so like husbands who get married and then essentially just see their wife as you're going to produce my babies. You're going to cook and clean. Like, you're just going to be my servant, essentially. Hmm. And I get to do whatever. If, if you don't do what I expect you to do, I get to hit you. Like, those sort of mentalities, you're not committed to the person, you're committed to yourself. Hmm. And that person is meant to serve you. Now, obviously, it doesn't always happen from male to female. Sometimes it happens from female to male. So that's why I'm like, you're committed to the the other person. Biblically, we would hope that there would be counsel, there would be sanctification, there would be growth, there would be conviction. Well, Google's listening in to Saturn, boy. Um, but that, um, that, that boundary, that those parameters aren't necessarily there outside of Christianity. I think that's why there. I would emphasize. I think they I don't. I don't believe that they are as explicit. Yes. Yes. So. 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 There's not that underpinning of the Bible that there is in in in, in non Christian in non Christian relationships, but mm. those things that you're talking about, even without the God factor, they just make good sense. Yes, they do. If, if, if that makes sense. So, 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 so like, um, having a good support network around you, you don't have to be a Christian to understand that that is a good idea. Uh, you yeah. don't have to 
being a Christian to understand that sacrificial love is the best way to get the most out of your relationship. Like, like, like even if they are biblical ideas in the same way mm-hmm. that like our society is, is, is like, has its foundation on Judeo-Christian, Christian. The Western society, yeah. Um, what's it called, Judeo-Christian values. Values. Yeah. Um, and like a non-Christian might be, might, might find things that a Christian might find disgusting just based on these values um, because they're good values, you know? Mm. And, they, mm. and they might not have the underpinning of God, but because, they, they, because they're good, they're good even if you're Christian or not. Yeah. Yeah, And like I you don't agree. have to be Christian to like reap the benefits of them. Yeah, like you don't have to be Christian to know that do not murder is a is, is a very good thing to live by. Yeah. Um Yes, I, I agree. And I also agree that both Christians and non Christians still violate the law of God. Um and so and, and which is unfortunate. And so this almost like picturesque euphoric sort of marriage image isn't isn't a hundred percent present within Christianity. I think the last I heard, the statistics of div- the divorce rates are equal in Christianity as well as in, the, in outside of Christianity. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're not any better or any worse. We're we're the same. We are broken people saved by grace, being sanctified by His Holy Spirit. Um, and so that's why, again, I I do really emphasize. I would if my children came to me. And I was like, oh, dad, I'm getting married. But I know that their partner's a waste man or gal. I'm going to be like, yo. But if they aren't getting married, but I know that this person is 100% committed to my child, I will view it differently. I will be more tolerant of them being together. I will still slip it in like, yo, like, are you not going to get married? Like, blah, 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 this and that. But I will feel more content knowing that these two are committed to each other but then are you committed to someone if you're not going to marry them so i would argue i would argue no but i would argue then that and that's where i'm like if you are committed to each other and if you are wholly for each other then what's preventing you from being married yeah, I, I think the West has put has has put a crazy emphasis on the tags of boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm. Um, so much so that it's almost seen like as a marriage, you know. Mm. And there are like certain benefits that you might give to your boyfriend and girlfriend that should be restricted to marriage. Mm. You know. Yeah. Um, exactly. There are people who are distraught at the thought of their boyfriend or girlfriend cheating on them. But, you know, <laughs> like, there's nothing binding you two together except mm. for you saying, I'm going to be your boyfriend, you're going to be my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at least you're married, you've, you've, you've made this assertion in front yeah. of God, if you believe yeah. in it. And, and even of God, in front of your it's friends, a, family. Like, it's, a legal, it's a legal situation. You've entered yeah. into this, this mm. thing legally. So, yeah, like, I, I would, and that's why I would argue... So yes, it does almost sound like a concession or an or, or a byproduct of your commitment. But I would argue your commitment comes first. 
yeah. be committed to each other, especially in this society of um, I fell in love and I want to pick the person that I, I'm with and stuff. Mm. If it was a case of, yo, like you're marrying you, then I'd be like, yo, get it together, do the stuff. If one person does that steps out of line or whatever, let the people of your community kind of come in and help you and deal with it without being everyone being up in your relationship and stuff mm. have like a, a circle of people that you can turn to for counsel and blah 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 but if you have gone out and you have picked your partner then both of you need to be committed more so to each other than yourself mm. as a default and then i'm like all right why aren't you getting married if you are committed to each other, why aren't you getting married? Then it's much harder to justify mm. why you aren't getting married. Oh yeah, I don't believe in marriage, but I'm like, but what is the difference if you're wholly committed to each other and you make it legal? Right. Like, like relationships are basically new age marriages. Like, like the, 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 concept, the concept of a relationship mm. is... It's like a non-legalized marriage, basically. And again, um, and again, I, I do feel like there is a, and there, there's a reality of what is being modelled to these, to the generation. Yeah. What is being modelled to them? So, um, Leia, for example, bro, she turns eight soon. Because of the household she's being raised in, speech about marriage is not foreign to her. She just sees it as one plus one. Mm. Like when I grow up and I get married, she even the concept of me having a child out of marriage is madness to her. <laughs> she's like, so wait, were you married before and then got married to mum? I was like, no, I wasn't married. She was like, so how did how did thingy come? I'm like, oh yeah, because obviously we didn't get into deals, but <laughs> obviously, biology lesson. The only ones there, a bit too young for that, but the, just this concept of, okay, this is the natural progression, mm. but that's what's being modelled in the household. If you grew up in a household where dad is walking in and out of the house, blah blah blah, whatever, then this concept of, oh cool, we don't need to do this. Mm. My eldest was very anti-marriage initially and it's understandable mm. but now that she's been around i believe now that she's been around me a lot more now she's again warming up to it and so i do believe what is being modeled what is being seen how how it's being seen and stuff and that's what and that that again is what i would almost reiterate to your friend where it's like yo what do you what do you want for your child and how can you model that mm. would you want someone who's committed to her or would you want him to be committed to someone and someone be committed to him? How can you model that if you're not committed to their parent? How that would be very need to be like, oh, you're a princess, you're a darling. Wait for your prince charming to come marry you. So why aren't you married to mum? Mm. Hypocritical. Be committed, and in that commitment, go go all the way, the full nine yards. Get married. Oh. So that would be my sequence of thing. And I think my sequence as well is like that because I would want you to have a healthy marriage. And I believe a healthy marriage comes from two people committed to each other. Mm. Even if you're not a, even if you're not a believer, 
if you're committed to your partner and your partner's committed to you, you lot can work through a lot of things. Yeah. You may need outside help and that's cool. You're still committed to each other and all of them things there. Um, so yeah, and that's why I'm like, cool, be committed, be married. Mm-hmm. Rather than be married and get committed, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you see how Jesus says that believers should be shrewd like the non-believers in the world? With finances. Yeah. So just jump, just jumping off of that, mm-hmm. do you think that there is anything in the way that non-believers conduct their relationships that Christians could could glean from to make their relationships better? <laughs> what you say? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you say threesomes. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um I, I think I think one one thing that comes to mind, one thing that comes to mind, um and it's, it, it might be a caricature, but um, how ready each partner is to tell the other person um, what's pissing them off. <laughs> 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 to be open and real as to like, you do this and it's getting on my nerves, so you do that. And again, I say it's a caricature because any healthy communication will have elements of tension, like whatever's causing tension, um, without trying to be pliable or I'm trying to be meek, I'm trying to be humble, I'm trying to be long-suffering, I'm going to just go pray about it. Sometimes, yes, pray. Sometimes also talk talk to your partner. Um, so I, 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 would, I would say that, but obviously... I do believe that there are healthy examples of that in the church. And I believe there are unhealthy examples of that, both within the church and outside of the church. I would imagine more so outside of the church where one person just dominates Mm. um, and just blames the other person for everything. But I also recognize that that's in the church. Um, Outside of that, I don't think there would be anything much to glean, but I'll let Peter speak before I, Continue. You muted yourself. Oh. Man locked off. <laughs> Man <laughs> yeah. He has left the cop. I'll be right back. Cool. Um, um, think. Yeah, I, I, I would say, I think the the shrewdness is specifically with money and it's specifically with almost buy friends with your money. And it's not necessarily buy friends, but it's like be very generous with your money knowing that when it runs out, your generosity will open doors for you when you oh. had it. Um, that's, so that's the shrewdness there. Obviously, the money wasn't the manager's money. It was the owner's money, but he was shrewd in order to... He was being generous, but shrewd in order to, be, to gain favours when he didn't have a job. But I would argue that... Um, we we have a model for marriage in the Bible and we have sufficient information in the Bible, sufficient revelation, sufficient insight in the Bible that 
will take us a lifetime to unearth and uncover that we don't necessarily need to look to unbelievers. Now, they may be modeling certain things better than we are um, and definitely not closing ourselves off, off to that, but not necessarily looking to unbelievers to say, what can I learn? But if something stands out, then by all means, um, learn, be open as Solomon. If Solomon is able to learn from an ant, um, then bro, like we can learn from anything. I think I, think I would say vibrators. Hey, bro. Sex toys in general, to be honest. Yeah, because... To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> Because some of these things be wild, so maybe don't go that far on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fifty Shades, Fifty Shades, and a little human got a basement with a metal bed frame and that bare handcuffs well, and whips and, and thorns and stuff. But we went, we, we went to was it Ann Summers? No, Harmony, that shop there, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, some crazy. How did they have like the latex mask? Nothing, only two nostril holes, and that's it. Bruh. I was like, that's scary. Not even a mouth. <laughs> no mouth. No mouth. Just that's two nostril holes. That's mad. And then Imagine have, the like... nostril holes don't line up. Oh, it's long for you. <laughs> and then Man, they had like this, had, had this, this, this like mouth opening thing that you keeps your mouth open so you can't close your mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Bro, yeah, that... That do you know what? Yeah, some interesting stuff, bro. I was watching the first girl with a dragon tattoo. Okay, have you seen it? No, sorry, fellas. Real life, Zara. That's all good, man. Zara's getting out of bed. I was gonna put her down. Had to get chokes land. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um. Did you guys stay on topic or? Would yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. You stayed on topic. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. No, oh, no. Hold on. More kind of the story. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. So, girl with a dragon tattoo. I'm not sure if you've seen it, Peter. Which one? The Swedish one or the one with Daniel Craig? The Swedish one. No, I haven't seen that. So, I know the story though. Yeah. Bro, I couldn't finish that film. Um. The girl who's this hacker type, blah, 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 this and that, was trying to get some information from this guy. So the guy was like, come over to my house, I'll give you the information. The girl comes over, comes into the house. All she sees, handcuffs, clipped to her hands, clipped onto the bed. The guy is going ham. The guy is going... We're talking about, like when sex toys and stuff go left, um, the guy starts going ham. And I was just like, yo, what is this? I think at one point she had like a razor in her mouth and she uses it to like, just slice up the guy and that, yeah? And I was like, good, you got what you deserved. But yeah, (laughs) sometimes these things just do go on a madness. So yeah, there's, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. But Peter, your time. So my uh, uh, last thing I remember was we were talking about things that maybe Christians can learn from secular relationships sort of thing. Um, and interestingly, my point was before I was going to grab Z was that sort of um, f- 
freedom of communication, or actually, rather, I think I should word it, the whole idea of sex not being taboo. And mm. I guess that's been a symptom of sort of purity culture and yeah. uh, some of those things that the church has been guilty of. Um, so maybe where... you could say it's freedom of communication. Hey. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> Yeah, so that that just this that idea, I guess, what's going to be my contribution. And yeah, I cool. definitely agree with that in in um, the freedom and the liberty without seeing it as oh, you man, uh, no, mm-hmm. just enjoy the wife of your youth, That's drink right. deeply from the cistern. Yeah, don't let someone judge the way you're drinking. I'm also it's, oh, oh, what you're side drinking. note <laughs> okay side note I'm also getting more and more convinced that I feel like Christians should be married getting married much younger yeah yeah same same yeah. same we had this conversation sometime I, I feel like I think, we, I think it's come up in passing the last yeah yeah the last yeah, but episode but I, the I, more I, I think in about agreement. it yeah I'm thinking that I am in agreement I feel like when you and... don't get married young there is a lot more scope oh let me find myself let me explore let me do this by the time mm. you realise I shower <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, but I think I, I, I think the problem is that the maturity levels and the the ideas of what marriage or relationship should be don't don't be coming to the youth it's overrated. It's overrated, I think. The whole idea of maturity and all of that, I think, is overrated. Because you're going to grow together. And I you think what... what you well, Yes, yeah. yeah. I think, I, I think what's more important... The is 50% for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I think what's more important is imputing this idea of um, the marriage being holy, but the marriage also being this step in which... It's not an it's not an end as it were, but it's the start of a new story where now you guys are growing together, you know, yeah. and, and you're you're building together. Um and, and ideally and this of course is a recommendation for the church rather than for anywhere else. But yeah. Yeah. I would also say along with that, the infrastructure to support that. Because biblically there was a wider infrastructure, a family unit, yeah, um, yeah. a community that supported it. Yeah. Um, so, like children growing up in married households, obviously not everyone has the the privilege of that, unfortunately. Mm. But growing up in households where commitment and love and and these things are really treasured, and um, a godly example of that is is seen even if your mum or dad isn't isn't necessarily married but you're around solid marriages and stuff and you know that yo if i get married there are there is a community of people who will hold us accountable that we can turn to to learn where we can look like we can glean from who will walk with us um because even uh what's that isn't it timothy where paul's like yo um married women teach the younger ones married men teach the younger ones in the way that they need to go and stuff so there's this community of just learning and growing and developing and sharing um so yeah i do i do feel like it will solve a lot of issues it will come with its own issues but they can be overcome with the right structure in place and the right support emphasis on come (laughs) 
I'll go first for the hookups so as you can see from my highlight night action um, I want to recommend the Netflix series The Night Agent um, I've heard good things I'm only two episodes in and it actually looks really good um, can it be Peter's actually watching the series and not reading the synopsis <laughs> you know like that yeah, to be fair I had a long journey today so that's what I do on long journey so I might I might give up and then re- <laughs> watch a recap at some point <laughs> to be completely honest but it's it's looking cool so far it's an interesting take so The Night Agent on Netflix check it out sweet that's me um what what's what's my hookup oh and I got a book I got a book um The Alchemist by what's his name Paolo Coho Quelo. Yeah, 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 that one. Um, the Alchemist, sick book. Cool. That right there, The Alchemist mm-hmm. on Audible. Yo, it's four hours deep, yeah? I've read that book like seven times. Okay, uh, my cook-up is a board game to be played between people in a committed relationship. Lovers and friends. Yeah, it's called monogamy. <laughs> oh, no, the, the, the game is actually called monogamy. <laughs> and it's, it, it's, it's like a board game to help build intimacy. Um, like you... They're like the there are like challenges and then if you win you get to do or have someone do a challenge on you and it starts so slow and you get a bit of spice. Are you playing these games with other people? I said for you and your intimate other. You said play oh, as in the two of you. Yeah, okay, it sounded like playing the game with other couples. No, just you and your spouse. He is on some swinging bag, you know. <laughs> no, I'm concerned that Robert is. Nah, that's long. Nice long, especially if he's long, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got brain freeze, Peter uh, Robert. Please remind me on Sunday to bring it. You got brain freeze, yeah. I give it to you. You gave it to me, but I forgot to put it into the bag and return it. I got the oh. card. Is that a not? Is, is that the. Okay, that makes sense because I put something else in the cup and I was—I even forgot about that one. Anyway, brain freeze, great game. Hi, brain freeze. So yeah, just remind me on Sunday. I, I keep on saying, oh, "Yo, I need to take," and I keep forgetting. Cool. Um, let's finish this off. Shout out to Intro Outro Music. Calvin Turner, yeah, yeah. come on. At the French UK, Instagram. Yeah, boy. Email tbsfunnishotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Baptist Furnace No Apostrophe on all good podcast websites and apps. That's the first apostrophe. And that's it. So this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out.